I wrapped up my series on predictive Q models by noting that alerting is the natural accompaniment to that kind of analytics. These days, alerting isn't all that complex. It's trivial to integrate email and texting into an application, and supporting webhooks isn't much harder. This kind of integration used to be challenging. It just isn't anymore. So what is challenging with alerting? Well, the stuff that goes on underneath the hood, like the predictive Q model I spent a couple months talking about. But it's also true that things like figuring out how many cash registers are open and whether the last three people who entered the line were together are often a lot harder than sending text message alerts. In fact, though, the biggest challenge with alerting is usually performance. Real-time applications demand real-time performance. That can be a challenge at every step in the pipeline. In a people measurement system based on LiDAR, the middleware system has to ingest the point cloud, identify and locate objects. It has to pass that data to our platform. We have to position that data on the digital map, check for potential stitches, apply data cleaning rules, identify relevant behaviors like entering an associate area, and then use all of that to check for alerts. That's a lot, and it all has to happen inside a few seconds, and so does what comes next. The alerting engine has to be able to ingest the record, evaluate if it triggers any rules, evaluate if those rules have any restrictions on being triggered too often, and then do the easy part, fire off the alert. Oh, and it also needs to create a record of the alert so that people can figure out what got sent and if it got actioned. For our alerting, we realized that we actually had two different sources of information that needed to be supported. For queue and occupancy-based alerts, we could use our existing MQTT feed that already has a rich backend to calculate queue and occupancy by area. It publishes messages that include the current line length, the current occupancy, the estimated wait time, and the registers open every time there's a change. Ingesting that into the alerting engine makes it easy. We don't have to worry about processing individual journey metrics. We don't have to do any calculation at all. We get to take advantage of all the work that's been done on that back end, things like smoothing and register open calculations. So alerting based on lines and occupancy turns out to be the easy stuff given the work we've already done. And that's just as true for clients who want to consume those feeds. It's not really very much work. It turned out to be a lot harder to build alerting based on individual actions. The most common alert of that type is the dwell. People often want to trigger an alert when a customer has spent a certain amount of time in an area. Building that alert means checking every event to see if it's in a gated zone. If it is, we then have to track how long that person has been there. And if the dwell time exceeds the alert, trigger the message. There's a fair amount of complexity here since you need to track continuous time in an area for every individual in the space. Making that sort of logic performant can be hard, and it just gets worse as the alerting requirements around the journey become more complex. Alerting on lack of interactions or dwell time without interactions not only requires interaction tracking, but requires tracking the time since those interactions by individual and by section. It's hard, not necessarily hard to do, but hard to make happen fast enough to matter because that's the real trick to effective alerting. Thanks for listening. I'm Gary Angel with the Measurement Minute.